Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to each one of you. Welcome to the visitors. Trust you can worship the Lord with us here this morning. Glad to have each one of you here. Those were some beautiful verses that Elijah read this morning. They're probably one of my favorite passages. God is our refuge and strength. I was also very blessed with the song service this morning. Have you ever thought about it, how many songs you know? Probably take a while to list them all. Well, I just read this morning how many songs King Solomon knew. Does anyone know how many songs King Solomon knew? Nobody? Well, it says he spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs 1,005. So I thought that was interesting. I quickly went to our songbook and checked and was a little disappointed we have like 1,010, so. (laughs) Anyway, so it's not really my topic for this morning. You know, we have, as humans, there's a few basic things that we need for survival. And three of those basic things are food, clothing, and shelter. Very, very basic to each one of our lives. And turns out we spend much of our lives just making sure those three basic needs are met. Food, clothing, and shelter. And as adults, we probably spend much of our day providing for those things. And usually, as a means to that end, we work for money so we can pay for food and pay for our clothes and shelter. And so for the most part, we need money to provide for ourselves. Sometimes it takes a lot of it just to provide for our basic living needs. <coughs> and we have um, various Bible verses that talk about providing for ourselves. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, it says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Also, we have more to give away. Um, also, in 1 Timothy five twenty-eight, But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So we have uh, quite a responsibility to provide for ourselves. And that's right and good. But as we, especially considering that we often work or need money, there's many dangers in the scripture that we read about money as well. And I'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 6. And we'll begin reading in verse 19. It says, Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. 
lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So there we see a little bit of a conflict because, as we just talked about, we have our basic needs we need to provide for, our food, clothes, shelter. Yet here he says you cannot serve God and mammon. So how's, how does that um, how is that supposed to work together? <clears throat> and how do we know if we're just providing for ourselves that how do we know when we have enough? Or are we in danger of laying up treasure? We cannot serve God and mammon. So this morning, I would like to present to you the solution to that problem. And it's further on in the following verses. And he says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed unto arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. And there I believe in verse 33 we see the key where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I believe he's very specifically talking about food and raiment particularly. But I think it can um, apply to every area of our life where we have need of. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I believe that is how we can provide for our needs without serving mammon, like it talked about. So here we see, as we seek first, we there's a couple keys there. The kingdom of God needs to be first, and that first has the idea of, well, first, first in time, 
first in importance, first in our priority, in the beginning. That is some of the definitions it has when I looked up the Greek word. And how often do we go about this um, completely backwards and put our own needs first when we should be seeking God? And that will not come out right. Too often, we work, seems, from dawn to dark just to put food on the table, and we're so busy with life that we don't have time to seek God. I think that is a good sign that we got it completely backwards. It says, seek God first, and all these things will be added to us. <clears throat> has to be in the right order. The only way we can serve God and provide for ourselves is to put God first. And Jesus is very clear that we should not be taking thought for these things. Here in this passage, it says at least three times, almost like a commandment, where Jesus says, first in verse 25, Matthew chapter 6 here, says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what shall ye put on. And then in verse 31, he also see, he says almost the same thing again. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. And then in verse 34, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Now, I don't think um, Jesus wasted his words. There was a reason he said basically the same thing three times over. I wanted to be sure that we understood it and got this. <clears throat> and that word thought is not so much thinking about it as um, definition would be to be anxious about or careful for so these things, Jesus is very clear. He doesn't want us to be anxious or careful about our basic necessities of life because he will provide for them. Are we putting the kingdom of God and his righteousness first in our lives and in what we do? First in my day, you know, in the morning, personal devotions or time of prayer. First in my decisions. First, in my goals and dreams, or am I doing things without having God first in my life? And also, here in verse 33, we see that we're supposed to seek the kingdom of God. And the Greek definitions for seek is to inquire for intensively, or to demand, to crave, or desire. So it's more than just we're trying to keep an eye out for things we can do for the kingdom, maybe. And maybe that's good. But this is to seek after, to inquire for, and crave the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In Matthew chapter 5, I believe it's verse 6, or double check that. Yeah, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We have a promise that when we seek after God, we will be filled. When God is truly first in our life.
he will provide for us. <clears throat> David says in Psalms 37, 25, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. <clears throat> so it's pretty clear there, when we seek God, our needs will be provided for. And if we are seeking after, you know, making money or, you know, we need food to eat so we're out working for it, too often I believe that will not work because it's in the wrong order. Even if that is, even though that is right and good in its place. So I'd like to turn now to First Kings chapter three. We see an example of somebody doing this, King Solomon. And I'll start reading in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which is thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Therefore give thy servant a understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast thou asked for the life of thine enemies, but thou hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done so, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise heart and an understanding heart, so that there is none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all of thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways, and keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. <clears throat> so the picture I get from here is that um, Solomon put it as a priority his responsibility of leading God's people and making right judgment. And you think of the many things that he could have asked that would have all seemed, um, you know, fairly noble or good. But he didn't. He wanted, he wanted God's help in, um, to give him understanding. And I get the picture of us putting God first ahead of ourselves. He could have asked for money. He could have asked for 
long life. You know, there's many things that God mentioned here. But instead of that, he wanted to um, lead God's people in, um, in righteousness, you might say. And then it says, The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And he gave him much more than Solomon could even ask for. And we all, maybe like a bit like Solomon, have been, we have responsibilities, we have duties we need to fill. May not to the same um, degree he did as a king. But are we seeking God's wisdom to fulfill that, fulfill that task? Like me as a father and leader in the home, too often it's easy to do things, you know, after my own strength or wisdom and not seek the Lord for his wisdom. But it says if we, is very clear that if we do things God's way, we put God first in our lives, we seek him, he will provide, he will provide for us and he will give us much more than we could even ask for when we do it his way. So I'd just like to leave you with this couple verses in Matthew chapter 7 now. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So not only, that was in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Not only are we supposed to seek God, but he promises that we will find him. We will get what we ask of him. We do it in faith. May God bless you with that.